Hello, everyone. This is In the Word Podcast, episode 143 with Will and Marie, and I'm Will. I'm Marie. Hey, Marie, and we're hey. continuing on from episode 142 where we talked about regret, remorse, and repentance. Mainly, we base this on um, the uh, passage of scripture over in 2 Corinthians 7 10. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it again from the New Living Translation which I like to think of as a hybrid translation between word for word and thought for thought. So it gives you kind of the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says in verse 10 of second Corinthians chapter seven, for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin. That's just really beautiful right mm-hmm. there and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow mm-hmm. that almost suggests that there shouldn't be regret you know, it, mm-hmm. it almost suggests that that when we're truly sorrowful or when we're truly repentant, there is no regret involved because regret kind of like suggests guilt. It suggests that there is still residual um, uh, bad feelings about it or maybe concerns as to if um, we're been truly forgiven or if God really can can when you you think about repentance without regret hmm. yeah I mean you know it says there's no regret for that kind of sorrow right that's how they that what translation is that godly godly sorrow well the King James uses the term godly sorrow this is this is the new living which says the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience so it sort of defines it based on the verse the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow. And I think what the verse is doing, what Paul and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is doing here in 2 Corinthians 7.10 is he's differentiating or distinguishing godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. worldly sorrow he says lacks repentance (coughs) and that makes sense worldly sorrow he says results in spiritual death so let me interrupt you for a minute so repentant worldly repentance or worldly sorrow will later bring regret you regret that you repented or no it says worldly sorrow leads to death right i know but i'm looking at that word spiritual death he's he's referring to the the new living says spiritual death i'm thinking that he means that these these people are not uh, are not spiritually alive okay so in the nasb when it says a repentance without regret that kind of baffles Mm -hmm. me a little bit when they put it that way what does you know what exactly does that mean yeah the nasb says for the sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret. And um, that that phrase is produces put in the new repentance. living as there's no regret for that kind of sorrow. So you won't, okay. So I, I guess if you try to understand it, uh, you where know, does the regret come in do i regret if i repent do i if, if i'm truly repentant i won't regret that i've repented later but if i haven't truly repented, no i i think regret is you know i think i defined it on on our last episode regret is is part of the process it's it's activity of the mind or intellect that causes mm-hmm. us to say why did i do that okay so you know 
it, it, it might just be as as so I may say superficial okay. as I'm sorry okay, I, I got caught. Right, right, okay, okay. It's not a deep. It's not. It's not a, a deep sorrow. It's not a deep uh, right. repentance for right. for instance. It's just regret. Like ah, I should have. You know, like you know, just to use a crude example. If, if you're robbing a bank, you know, oh man, I shouldn't have done it, or I should have right. been smarter, right. or I right. should have waited till this day, right. or this time. Right. So it's it's not a deep. Because some people don't even have that, right? right. They some can people, do the same thing and they don't even have that. Yeah, so the, the people that, that they, are callous, right, completely without any kind of um, reflection right. at all. They're not, sorry they're not for even doing in this it. category. They're right. not even in okay. this discussion. Okay. Yeah, okay. those people are are reprobate or given over to you yeah. know uh, a yeah. mind that they don't care about don't good or bad yeah. or good yeah. or evil. Right. Yeah. yeah. So these are the these are people that sort of have a conscience yeah you know right. whether, whether they're saved uh or not they they have some moral compass that says this is not good yeah, yeah. you know we shouldn't have done this. right yeah. i shouldn't have done this right. i shouldn't have said but it that. doesn't mean they'll change from it right and never right. do it again it's, it's, it's at that it's moment kind of, they feel bad they know it was the wrong thing to do it, it's kind of hollow from the standpoint of what corrective action can I do going forward? Right, right. This, this, this is. I feel bad right now at the moment, but I don't necessarily. It doesn't change your life, right? Yeah. It doesn't trans. Yeah. It doesn't translate into. I can get better. Right. I will get better. Right. And and I know I will get better. There is no guarantees of any of the above. Right. Whereas repentance. It doesn't, It yes, while there is regret, I think, in repentance, I think there is remorse in repentance. Mm -hmm. There's more. The part that makes repentance head and shoulders above regret and remorse is that repentance also involves that second step. Yeah. And that's the turning to God. Right. That is seeking God to empower me right. to not do this again. Exactly. To get better. Exactly. I'm not just re re dependent upon my, my, my will. will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It exactly. gives us that power to not do it again. Right. Because now I'm submitting my will to his will. Right. I'm surrendering my will to his will so right. that I'm no longer driving this ship. Right. You know, right. He he's. He's in charge and he's in control. And I think when I do that, my chances of success increase oh, yeah. exponentially. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, uh, it's over in, uh, what is this, Mark one fifteen. It just mentions, talks about repent and believe the gospel. And I right. was thinking you can't believe the gospel until you repent. Right. You know, a good, uh, you know, and that's a good point. You can't. You know, I mean, Judas is a great example. In Matthew 27, verse 3 the Bible tells us that Judas um, felt regret mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. re and remorse. Yeah. Do you have it there? No, let's, I don't. Let's read it for our listeners. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up here. Uh, Matthew twenty seven three says, um, I have it here, and oh no, I, t I went over two pages. Well, I'm going to get to it here. Okay. It says, <laughs> then when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that he had been condemned, yes, he, felt, he remorse. felt remorse 
and returned the 30 wow. pieces of silver to the chief yeah. priests and elders. Mm. So see, that's yeah. that's just remorse. That's a good example. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example. Because he felt, he felt remorse, but he only felt remorse. There yeah. was only self-sorrow there, you right. know. And, and, you know, he didn't turn to Jesus. Uh, he didn't turn to God. To at, right. He went out and hanged himself. Right. So that, that was incomplete repentance. Right. He didn't do part two. Right. The only thing right. that was present was remorse and perhaps regret. Right. You know, the scripture just simply uses the word remorse. But that's, I, I think the difference of godly sorrow is that, say, for instance, when, when Nathan approached Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, David, David about, mm-hmm. about, you know, his affair right. uh, with Bathsheba right. and, um, and about having Bathsheba's husband essentially assassinated, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and, the, yeah. and the, the, the plot, the scandal to cover it up, you know, there was true, you know, that's over in Second Samuel 12, but there was true repentance right, there because right. if you read Psalms 51, David really did more than just feel bad about it. He turned so, his way. So evidenced, evidence that you have truly repented is a change will happen in your life. Right. Not a temporary one, not just right. I'm feeling sorry for now and a year later I may do the same thing or two months later, but there will be a change in our life because that kind of godly repentance denotes change. Exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. And maybe one more uh, great example might be, uh, I think it's in Genesis 4, Genesis 3, Genesis, I think it's Genesis 4, about Cain and Abel. Oh, yeah. Cain and, Cain and Abel. Cain, yeah. Yeah, Cain and Abel. Uh, Cain um, killed his brother Abel because of the fact that Cain's sacrifice was not accepted by the Lord. But um, he he um, he felt remorse, right? He, he didn't felt remorse, it, right? but he did not repent. He didn't repent. He didn't repent, and uh, and and God held him accountable for that. Right. And Genesis four gives us a good accounting of that. And I think Cain is mentioned over again in Hebrews. Um, one fourteen. Eleven four. I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's mentioned in the Hall of Faith chapter. Not that he was a part of it, but it talks about him. I'm turning there now because I think that's uh, another good example of uh, incomplete uh, repentance, Mm -hmm. if you can even call it repentance. Right. Um, By faith, Abel. Yeah, offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts and through faith, he, he is dead. He still, and through faith, he is dead. He still speaks, but there was one that talked, uh, that gives us some insight, but there's one that talked more about Cain and, um, yeah, yeah. Cain gets mentioned as, as being, um, um, and I don't have that verse right in front of me, but it but it talks about there was a problem with Cain's heart. Right. There right. was there was a problem with him having a. Well, you can tell wicked. that back over in Genesis uh, when the Lord tells him. Uh, let me see. Uh, it it was telling Cain that oh uh, the Genesis enemy is chapter four. Yeah, yeah and it says. If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if mm-hmm. you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door. And its desire is for you, but you must master it. So even Cain had the ability to 
to not give in to what he did. But he, right. but he had remorse, but he didn't repent so right. that God would change him. But and so God just warned him that uh, sin is there. You just have to master it. You have yeah, to exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, uh, John, John chapter well, First John says in ver- in chapter three verse twelve, not as Cain. Mm. who was of that wicked one okay. and slew his brother yes. and wherefore slew he him because his own works were evil. See, there it is. Yeah. And his brother righteous. So uh, Jude, also Jude one eleven, Jude only has one chapter, but he says, woe unto them uh, for they have gone in the way of Cain. Yeah. So, so, okay. so Cain was wicked. Cain was evil from the inside out. It wasn't just his bad, uh, his bad offering to the Lord. He he had issues uh, beyond that. And, and so that God didn't even record in, in his word of, of, of Cain even thinking about changing, you know, like no. sorry for killing his brother right. or anything like that. No evidence. No evidence. Where he showed any contrition. And Lord, we just ask you to mm-hmm. bless us and help us to be contrite and help us to be repentant always before you and realize that we always need your forgiveness we always we always need your mercy and your grace and we ask for that right now in jesus name name, amen Amen. god bless you we'll see you next time